Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay, okay, okay. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is Compton Politics. We are live on this Monday. This is the last Monday of June. July is coming. My birthday is next week. T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Uh, I really want to talk about uh, what Dana Pickett is mad about. Dana Pickett is mad about them using her in a movie, Tupac's movie. You know what I mean? They use her character, and she did not give them permission. And, uh, you know, they really played the role, let her play that role. So whoever it was, they straight played her role of who she was, like her and Tupac. There's really friends and brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? So something about that movie somebody don't like. I don't know if it was uh, nobody had permission or, um, you know, somebody or just basically just used her character and made over, what, 50 million bucks? So I just want to get some people's opinion later. If somebody called in, if not, we're going to just brainstorm on that because that's What's really going on in the movie business? People stealing people's identities, um, making money off their stories, and you know, just trying to get an input on what people think about that. Uh, at the same time, uh, try to find out what else is going on because Donald Trump have to do a, a deposition. His daughter have to do a deposition. You know what I mean? So it's just a lot of different things going on. Uh, starting in July, I will have four guests, one guest per week for a whole month for sure, uh, solid interviews. Um, I will be letting you know about who, what order these guests are going to be in. Um, at the same time, uh, Copy Politics is part of T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. You know, it's a worldwide radio station, radio has five other radio shows throughout the week until Saturday. So Monday through Saturday, uh, there's different radio shows you can listen to at 7.30. One come on at 10.30. Uh, go to T25CL.com, Gangs Talk Radio, and just check out the schedule on what shows at what time, the name of the shows. Uh, check out the artist that's actually on this website that have wonderful music. Uh, listen to the 24-hour radio show that we have no radio station 24-hour radio station that we have um let's listen to different brands of music on different uh, artists that's from all around the world even you can listen to independent artists that's from all around the world around your community uh if you interested in putting your music on a, a live scale where the world can hear it, come to T25CL.com, register for T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. Um, you'll be able to talk to Rosalind Mills or Andre Ward, 
uh, about what's going on, contact on the website. Like I said, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. It's Compton Politics. Uh, tonight, um, like I said, I was going to just speak on this Jenna Pickett situation. So I'm up here looking uh, up on the computer. Uh, yeah, there you go. Hold on, let me see. See, I already went to say it out, Jenna Pickett and Tupac. Uh, writer, uh, 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 let me see what it says. Writer sues Tupac filmmaker allegedly copyright in fragments. The magazine writer has filed a copyright fragment lawsuit against the uh, creator of the t- new Tupac Shakur bi- biography, saying that the portion of the film are based on his actual whatever, you know, just reading just different stuff. Uh, they have a lot of pictures of him and her together. I mean, hugged up. I'm looking at 20 pictures right now on the Internet. But Janet Pickett and Tupac is together. So, you know, I mean, how is she going to be able to sue if, I mean, that ain't the fake Tupac. That ain't the new Tupac, the two, with Pac 3, you know what I mean, because it's, it's a Pac 3. Yeah, really, man, I'm looking at these pictures right here. So, you know, I don't know if nobody called in or anything, but like I said, I'm just speaking on this right here. She's actually suing the producer of the movie. Uh, I'm looking at uh, the pictures where Tupac and Jada Pickett was hugged up on every picture, kissing. So uh, that's just something I want to speak on because there's a lot of other things going on. She's hugging them from the back. Like, she really loving them. I mean, it's like, wow. You know what I mean? They got high school pictures when they was in high school together. Uh, he gave her some roses. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Come on now. She deserved to be in that movie. Maybe they needed to um, <coughs> ask her permission. I can see that. You know what I'm saying? I can see that. But uh, and that's what people do out here in this industry. They they steal stuff. They even got a letter that Jada wrote to Tupac. You know what I'm saying? So it's just some. What, what, so what type of issue would you call this? Is this a, a bona fide lawsuit? Is you think this is something that's going to work? You think she's going to be able to get paid? Maybe she wants some money. I mean, I don't blame her. Whoever played her played a great role of her. You know what I mean? So, you know, the Tupac movie was pretty good. You know, um, yeah, this is just a slow night, ladies and gentlemen. But just like I said, it's kind of politics. This is 225CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Lorenzo Murphy. Um, the movie that I'm actually producing will be out, you know, in a couple of months, The Freeway Boys Untold Story. Um, it's a powerful movie. Um Man, there's a lot of things going on in the community. Uh, a lot of concerts going on. I'm glad when T2 Pi come together and throw a, a concert, start probably promoting concerts. Maybe that's something we can talk about later on, throwing a big jazz concert in the park or something. You know, have all these independent artists from T2 Five to come out and jazz in the park and music in the park, you know, for the community. I think that'll work. It sounds pretty good. Uh, what do you think about that, Ross? Are you on the line? 
Yeah, that sounds really great, man. Yeah. And I went to uh, I went to uh, Juneteenth over yeah. here at uh, Mills Park. In, yeah, uh, Carson, and it was off chain. It was great. Wow. Mhm. Yeah, it was packed, man. I had to park like three blocks down the street because that park was packed. They had lowrider cars from um uh from uh, African American car clubs. Oh, they were yeah. nice. They were <laughs> nice, really nice. You know, so KJLH was there. Uh, a number of booths were there, and of course, you know they sell that great food as well. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I really enjoyed myself. It was hot, though, Lordy, Jesus. Oh yeah. Was Where was it located? It yep. Where was it located? Uh, at Mills Park in Carson. Okay, that's over. Up. Was that off the Central? Uh oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness! I can't think of any street. I can't. Yeah, because I know they throw actually a concert over there all the time around Carson around this time. So right. No. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, can I give me an input on what you think about this Tupac movie when Jada Pickett was mad that they used her and trying to, you know? But hell, I seen at least thirty pictures with her and Tupac together. Well, I just see a, a picture of her and Tupac here. Um, and it just say they've been friends a long time ever since they were high school. They were high school right. friends. You know, she right. you know, she described him as one of her best friends and, and although they said they had been kissed once, but it wasn't nothing romantic, you know, I guess one of them friendly kids. But, you know, um it states that, you know, even she was a, a, even the inspiration of some of his poems that he that they published a, after his death. Mm-hmm. Um and she does praise um with a guy named Demetrius Ship and Kate Graham, who played Tupac and Jada for their performances, but definitely Shay's the screenwriter, okay? So uh, I guess there was a lot of stuff in there, quite a bit of stuff in there that, and, and, and I think about movies, because this is a movie, not so much of a documentary, right. but a movie. Just right. like, uh, just like uh, uh, Straight Outta Compton, you know? There was stuff implemented in there to make it a, a, an exciting movie, and I think, and that's just my opinion, that they probably just put you know a couple of nitbits here and there, just to make the movie really exciting. I mean, not that they could not have done so, but you know, um, um, I, I, it's just a movie industry, you know, and I know she knows that, you know, it's the movie industry, um, but I, I maybe she was imagining it should have been done differently or. Like I said, if she was if if she was not asked permission to use her character uh, in the movie, I uh, you know, and, and I, I think that that we need to be more familiar with is the the laws of the movie industry so far as using your personal character in a movie role. Is that legal? Right. You know, is that uh, legal that they can do so? Uh, so, right. I, you know, I know there's a lot of questions, but people ask, and then, you know, you have people talking about how the movie wasn't all that great, and, you know, and then people, you know, people are going to throw shade. People are going right. to throw shade on something that's really, you know, really uh, out there. Um, right. But they better get ready for this other movie called Detroit. Right. This movie is getting ready to come out soon called Detroit, 
and it talks about the uh, corrupt police officers there in Detroit. And uh, it's a story that says, if you don't know, you're going to find out, you know. Um, and, you know, it's going to stir up a lot of stuff. Because if you just watch the trailer itself, it, right. it, 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 it stirs you up. You know, you think, oh, man, you got to be kidding. But then he said, that, that's the police. That, that's what, you know, what's going on, you know, here in this, this, this country of ours. So Detroit is coming out, um, I think, uh, in late summer, maybe early fall. I'm, I'm not sure. I forget what, what the date is that's coming out. But it, it's going to be a very controversial movie. So, um, and, you know, I think that's what's going on in these days today. You know, I mean, we've got all the movies that's coming out, you know, uh, 12 Years a Slave to a whole many, a uh, lot of other movies that's coming out regarding Yeah, I, you know, I actually, racial right, I, right, I actually went to uh, watch a movie at this film festival, and the movie was called uh, Silent Secret secret something, but it ended up that the wife was a very horny wife, and the husband wasn't a horny husband. And I've never seen a film like this to where the wife was so horny that she ended up, I don't, I mean, she ended up screwing the son. Oh, the son in the right. It was just like unbelievable seeing this movie because we put our movie, our film in the LA Film Fest. They didn't pick our movie, so I'm like, you know, and I still went represented, you know, regardless. I liked it. I went to go see the movie, and it was just was unbelievable. And I mean, they did Q and A after that film, and they talked, and you can see the actors, the lady who acted as, as the wife. You can see that she was. Everybody was emotional, and man, I, I was like, wow. Okay. You know what I mean? And then, a, then the son ended up killing himself, and then uh, the other son knew that he caught them through the window. He never said nothing. The son that she, I guess, she went to jail, and whoo, it was a powerful movie. Then at the end of the day, before she went to jail, uh, they was, uh, the husband was going to kill her, and somebody was getting baptized in the lake. So they all, at the end of the day, all three of them that was left, Went over there and prayed, got baptized, all three of them. Uh, but at the same time, the son that she raped killed herself. So oh, it was like controversy to me. I was like, wait a minute. So why did the husband not want to satisfy his wife? I mean, that was my logic. But they were speaking about this is what goes on in the community. Whoop, 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 I say, but, you know, maybe he shouldn't have played that role in that movie. Maybe he should have had a younger man play that role. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, um, but, the, but the point was that um, she was not being satisfied, so she went elsewhere. But the thing is, the, 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 the depravity of an individual's mind to want to label their own child is, uh, you know, that instance is, and that ain't, that ain't nothing new. That's old. That's way back in biblical times. That's old, you know. Right. Uh, the, the child laying with the, with the mother or the father, so... It's, um, it's nothing new, but it's still it's, it's sickening, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was an un- it was yeah, it was an unbelievable movie, unbelievable. Okay. I mean, it was long, but it was just like shocking that somebody stepped to that level uh, in filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you think about somewhat- filmmakers. You think about filmmakers, and a lot of their ideas come from real life situation. 
they just add their skin on it, you know? You right. Think about that, you know, that's where right. the creative juices start flowing, you know, and what do you think about this? And what if we what if we took it to this this level of degree of depravity, you know? Um, right. They, they're looking at the money. They're looking at oh man, people are gonna come watch this. They can't believe what's going on. You know, type of scenario, type of situation that you think about mm-hmm. when making movies. You know. Um, right. We have a uh, chief on the line, uh, Andre Ward. Are you there, sir? Hey, yo yo, Jesus yo, what's up? Oh, what's good. going on, man? I haven't talked to you in okay. a minute, man. Okay. Oh, man, you've been on vacation. You must have been around the world on a cruise or something, brother. What's that? Man, I'm, I'm trying to make it, but I ain't got no passport. I'm going to the countries in L.A., in the country of the L.A., United States. As long as I send out that country that's the prison, that's, that's a black man country in the United States is the prison. So I'm trying to stop, yeah. not go to that country. Uh, right. You don't need no no passport to get to El Segundo, Riverside, and uh, Cucamonga, and all that. So you all good there. Right. So how your sh- so how your show been coming along? I've been meaning to call in. Well, of course, brother. I, I would be giving a biased opinion, of course, but I would love for the public, those who have listened to it, to hear their thoughts on it. And of course, I'm going to say, oh man, it's all good, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, we we up here, yeah, yeah, we up here sitting here talking about movies and situations like the Dana Jana Pickett. You know, uh, they use her without letting her know. But and really, truly, and honestly, uh, she grew up with Tupac. That I don't think anybody asked the permission to use her identity in the movie. Which you know, uh, I don't think she's suing because she wasn't with Tupac. I think she's suing because they didn't ask for permission. You know, and we're talking about different movies situations, you know, that uh, occur and goes on uh, in the movies. So he's just trying to get, I'm trying to just get your opinion on what you think. Like I was just talking about uh, the movie I went to see at this film festival, and it was all about this wife that was, uh, like, really over-sex-drived, and her husband didn't want to make love to her, so she ended up making love to the son, and the son ended up killing herself, and I'm just, like, so shocked because... Uh, we tried to put our film in the same film festival. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, you know, for them to not pick our film and let that film show, I'm like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, this is why they didn't want to show our film for this? I'm like, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. plus it has something to do with a lot of mental health issues. Uh, yeah. And that's what I really looked at it as a mental health issue. So what is your in- input on something like that? far as like Ben Pickett and your film, uh, the film industry, on how they take people's identity, make money without asking. What do you think? What's your input on that? Well, brother, welcome to America, because it's a couple of things that always sell, sex and, and uh, 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 like, what do you call it? There's another word, uh, conflict. Uh, it, it just sells. And, uh, you know, forget about the storyline, but as long as you have something in that film that's a controversial, that you're working on looking for, controversial. And uh, it, it just, it's just the way it is, man. And just like the movie they made about uh, Jesus, Mel Gibson, I mean, which you, you don't hear about the good work of Jesus in the film and the things that he did, and um, but no, it was the beating, that savage beating of him, and that public lynching of, of Jesus. I mean, that was 
people that people talked about. They didn't talk about his holy name and 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 what he stood for and why he was here. None of that. But but they focused in on that savage beating that the the Romans put on him. You know. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Right. Let me just say this, because if they would have told the story, the truth about Jesus, that first of all, being a black man, uh, first and second of all, he's there from East Africa, so we ain't going to get into what what he looked like, and even what the Bible says, dark skin and kinky hair and all that. You know, if they would have built the story around the truth about Jesus, the real man, the movie would have never been put up on the screen. But if right. you show him getting beat to death and lynched, okay, that'll work. But don't show him as no black man from East Africa. Oh, hell no. It would have never passed the mustard of, um, of Hollywood. You know what? I heard you say something about uh, Passion for Christ, what Mel Gibson did. Um I end up, you know, I'll be doing a lot of research, right? And I was talking to this individual that does a lot of, that was actually a um, a person that was a, a special agent, an FBI agent up in, uh, where is that? Where, the, where Rome is at? Where the mm-hmm. Pope is at? The synagogue? Yeah, yeah, the Vatican. The Vatican. He, yeah, he was a CII agent in the Vatican, and he was actually mm-hmm. been able to see all this material. Mm-hmm. And he, I heard some shock, some shocking news. Um, before Jesus, it was five other people who was crucified like Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do you know anything about that? Oh yeah, but crucifixion wasn't something that was new. Right. Right, yeah. because that, crucifixion was a form of execution anyway. That right. Was, that was a form even before Jesus. That was a form of execution. Right. So, yeah. so it was a subject. So that's what I'm trying to say. So it was a subject that was brought up with somebody else in the crowd. It was like, well, if they died before Jesus died, how is it that Jesus died for everyone? That was what's the question. You know how people are going to ask that. They're like, well, what was the other people? Who did they die for? Yeah. So Jesus yeah. was a well, so, so if Jesus so if Jesus was a sixth person. Mm-hmm. Did God did God pick them other five people? Also, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. You gotta realize, you gotta realize the the life that Jesus led before the crucifixion. The crucifixion right. was the only the form of execution that the Romans do at that time. Even right. before he was put on the on the cross, he was, um, you know, he was flat, flat, flogged with the the, the what you call a cat of nine tails. You know, with the, the hooks on the end, he was flogged before that time. Right, and right, right. But, flogged, but, the, the, but, the, but the, the, the road that led up to the crucifixion, the crucifixion itself was a form of execution. So, but you know, what I'm saying is, for, this, that they, right. that the Romans did not, did not um, think of food so much as the Romans. They thought they thought Right, right. So, so the question was asked, like, um, Man, the question was asked, so, like I said, it's not me, it was a question that was asked. You know, I believe in Jesus Christ and God, you know what I mean? But it's just people was like... Yeah, um, you have to be ready to be able to answer those questions. Right, right. And that's why I was like, just so happy when he said that, and I was like, wow, okay, this is an opportunity to bring that up, because there's people that looked at that to say, 
Jesus Christ was the only one who died on the cross. You know what I mean? Don't nobody, a lot of people out there don't know that there was five other people who died before Jesus way before. Not saying five mm-hmm. out of five altogether, five different times. So what about the people that don't know about that part? You know what I mean? I'm just saying because somebody, I mean, it was like a crazy night on that conversation. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, you know, that, that whole thing of what, happened, what has transpired over the past 2,000 years, I mean, if you really told the truth about that, man, you know, it, it would really challenge a lot of people and their spirituality and what they believe. You know, even the imagery of, of, of Jesus as well. And I think I've told you guys a story. I know I've told Sister Robin a story several times. And when we have these type of discussions, even me as a young boy, when I was about five years old, and you know how you young like that, you sit up on the couch. Those are days when your tennis shoes couldn't touch the floor. You know, they just hanging right off the side. And I was over to my uncle's and aunt's house, and they had this, you know, this great big picture of the, the white Jesus, you know, on his knees and looking up into that light. And, you know, and all the rest of the family, they back there drinking and stuff and telling Negro lies and having a good time and stuff. But I was sitting in the living room all by myself looking at this great big picture. And that picture must have been four or five feet wide. And I kept looking, 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 staring at the picture. And I didn't know anything back then. But I just knew that I said, that's God, something, or Jesus. I was probably thinking in my mind, God. And um, something was not right here. I couldn't ascertain what was wrong. But in my own mind and my own psyche at an early age, I said, something just isn't right. And so and as you research and you get older and stuff and you go through college and you do a lot of studying and things like that, and you begin finding out the truth. And so from an early age, uh, uh, you know, I saw that something just wasn't right with that imagery. And so, uh, you know, as long as when you start studying this stuff low, and just like how you just discovered from the CIA agent, you know, there's other people crucified and stuff. And then you'll, you'll find out, like, the picture that I saw was not, Jesus, it was what um, uh, Da Vinci who painted the picture. It was his boyfriend. What? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, when you have a dude there, a white dude with long stringy hair wearing a Roman toga. Come on, man! Was nobody wearing no Roman toga over there in East Africa? And and that's that's the real deal story because they were commissioned by King James to come up with this imagery and because of Constantine was creating the Christian doctrine they were doing that because of things that were going on in, in Europe and people with deviant behavior and stuff so they had to create this fallacy that they were going to use to rule the world and that's when they created Christianity and the whole imagery and the story about Jesus and all of this stuff, and being a Jew, Jesus was not a Jew. He went and educated the, the, the Jews in the behind because all the transgressions and stuff that they were doing were illegal taxation and money laundering. And so the Jews... They you, know, you know what? You know, and I heard that, that, and that's exactly what I heard. I heard it was all about keeping yeah. the money going. Yeah. Because back in the day, it wasn't even about the money. It wasn't even about money. 
It's about yeah. paying your tithes, about feeding an animal, feeding somebody, and, and helping the earth. That's just exactly. I was like, wow, because the person that was I was talking to, they was blown away. They was like, oh, my God, this was just, I was like, really? I mean, I learned. I mean, I listened. I listened and I learned. That's why I was yeah. glad you brought that up, you know I mean? But I was raised on Christianity. I was raised with Jesus Christ and, and God. And there's been times where I don't praise Jesus, mm-hmm. man. And it didn't, hey, I, don't, I mean, I can't say it don't work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, you know what I mean? There's something out there that, that that's actually uh, that works, man. I mean, I don't heard people talk about, like, I don't heard atheists really say they don't believe in God, and I don't actually turned around and seen them in some type of pain or something happened, they hand to get them And that's the first thing they say, oh, my God, oh, Lord. I'll be like, wait a minute, hold them up. <laughs> wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait. I'll be like, wait a minute, this is my moment to take over the bully. Yeah, you bullying me all the time. Either you uh, call no mama, either you call no mama, you call no dad. When, when you de- right. right. I hear, man, over the years, I actually have heard, I'm sure y'all have heard, ran into people like that, you know, that say these things. But when it comes right. down to it, they just slipped it out. You know, it's kind of like when I went to prison, when I was in prison, uh, like I, I ain't went to prison. So when they made me go to prison, let me rephrase that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't volunteer. I did it one time. But anyway, where it's kind of like where a person can actually uh, notice. No, I forgot what I was going to say. What was I saying? Can y'all help count some politics out? <laughs> God, I'm telling you, man, I'll be running my mouth so fast, man. I think I'll be doing two radio shows at once. Uh, and, and that's, that's what happens when you do these shows, man, because a lot of things just, just start happening. You start falling off script. And so it happens to me, you know, during you these, shows, <laughs> these shows, they take on a life of their own. I remember one time me and you were just on low at about 7.30, just me and you, we were just cutting it up. Man, we were what, two hours? Yeah. The next thing you know, a couple of people down there, and man, we, then next thing you know, I mean, here's a show that could have only gone 30 minutes. Next thing you know, it went two hours. Right. And so the show, they always take on a life of their own because, man, once you get on this thing and that microphone gets hot, you get, man. A spirit, you get a spirit that hits you, man, and then all of a sudden things just start coming to you and then people start throwing stuff out and they start asking questions and the next thing you know, you're getting into some stuff, man. And, and some things you had no idea you was going to be talking about tonight, just like tonight. We were right. going to get into no theology conversation. I was just using that analogy for the way uh, Hollywood thinks mm-hmm. about making films. And, and, I'll, and I'll reiterate my point. Hollywood would never make a movie telling the real truth about Jesus. But they will make a movie, show him getting beat to death. Yeah, Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Yeah. But if you ever get a making chance, it, try, oh, yeah, it, trying to make it more so like it was a white man being beat instead of a black man. Oh, yeah, yeah, they would have never. Wow, no, I never heard that analogy before. Oh, yeah, oh, oh yeah. It, man, that's that's back to reality. There ain't no way in hell they're going to put a movie out there telling the truth about Jesus. Oh, hell no. Because you have such happen. an uproar. You would have such an uproar. I mean, there are maybe one in a... Well, I don't know how many churches that will really tell the truth about who Jesus was and where he came from. <laughs> and even still, there, there's, a, there's a lot of churches. I mean, even, even for 
spirituality, uh, our church, we don't have, you know, crosses hanging, no picture of Jesus, you know, hanging on the wall and that kind of stuff. That's, you know, that's not our teaching. But the right. fact is that, um, you know, you people have to realize who Jesus really was. You read the Bible, even the book of Revelations, he's had hair of wool and feet of bronze. I'm a black man. Hello. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's all of the conception that you have, you know, it's a relationship. relationship. Ain't religion. I, you know, I, I'm not religious. It's a relationship that you have, you know. Same with you, though. Yeah. That's, it's a relationship, you know. You're not, you're not a religious person. Right. Right. I'm really not. I'm really not. I mean, I love yeah. Jesus and God, but I'm not religious to sit up in there and like I was just talking about the, you know, going through the long years of anniversary, seeing a kid turning from usher to deacon to pastor to reverend to, and I just, and I mean, I've seen my family. I'm not talking about them, but it's kind of like my cousin that was just an usher when he was five. Now and he to preacher, but it's like you see people get older. You get up there, everybody's getting old, and I don't well, want to get. I don't want to see myself. I don't want to see myself get old like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so. So, so, yeah. come on now. All of us are going to get old like that. I know, but it's like, <laughs> I don't want to, I, 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 I don't know, maybe I might be saying it wrong, but I don't want to just like, I don't know. No, I know what he's talking about. I, mean, I think I yeah. told you guys you that story to... too. You remember when I, when I told you, I know I've told you, Sister Robin, that uh, when my grandmother, you never met her. But when she was old, because I remember my grandmother coming up and all the good food and stuff she used to cook and laughing and talking and stuff. And but when she got old, then they had to put her into one. Of, somebody's got a radio on. Y'all gonna turn it down? Not me. And, uh, Not me. And uh, um, we had to put her in a rest home. And then, but I'm walking around this rest home where it's smelling, it's stinking. And these Worst people place. just laying around, moaning and groaning, and and then a lot of them just just sitting there, just waiting to die. That's all they're doing is waiting to die. These people they can't live uh, independently. They're 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 just just sitting there. They're just a, a, a no better than a head of cabbage. Just just laying around, rotting, waiting to die. And I said, holy crap. See, some things in life you can you may not happen to you, cancer or strokes or heart attacks or whatever, but if you keep living, you're going to get old. And if you don't, if you're not rich like some of these rich people, then guess what? You're going to be in one of those places. Maybe. But not only that, though, Andre, I want to reiterate on that because not, you don't have to be rich, you know, to, to, to be able to live a, a, a life. Because like my mom and my dad, I was not going to put them in no old folks' home. Because you are right. I went in the old folks' when I, I went in the old folks' home with my, um, my auntie. She was in her 90s, something like that. And she was in an old folks' home. And that was my first experience of going into an old folks' home. And I said, this is horrible, horrible. And then you hear the sad, horrible stories of how, you know, the nurses and those interns, how they treat them. If you don't have family members who love you enough 
to, especially your children. If your children don't love you enough to say, I, there's no way I'm going to put my mom or my daddy in that old folks' home, then you're going to end up there by either them putting you in there or the state putting you in there. That's a hard thing to take, but for myself, and I know a whole lot, there's a lot of people out there who say, That's why I said to my mom. That's why I didn't let my mother go to the convalescent home. I can't let my mother go to the convalescent home. I, I, I couldn't put, no, uh there was no way. I said, Mommy, you better come on here. You go see us in California. I brought her all the way from New York and brought her here to California after my dad passed away. <clears throat> because they both lived in that house that they built for us as kids, and then, you know, they stayed there. They kept it up. Daddy, he was active um, until his last uh, last dying breath. And then my mama, she couldn't take care of herself. And, of course, my brother, he, he wasn't about taking care. He was too busy running out in the streets. And one day, you know, my mom fell, and uh, Noah was in the house for hours, and the neighbor had to go find her because they always checked on her and said that she was there. And, hey, I'm thinking my brother and his wife were taking care of her, and they weren't. And so I went all the way to New York packed up what we didn't sell and brought her here with me because there was no way I was going to put her in no old folks home. I even say to my my girls, and my girls tell me the same thing, but we'll see when the time comes. But I know my girls. They're not going to have me end up in no old folks home. And I'm going to live my life until I own be. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah. like little granny's running around here. You know, <laughs> granny's running around here 90 years old. They still spry as chickens. You know what I'm saying? Because they're taking care of themselves. But there are so many who are not taking care of themselves or because they have an illness or some uh, debil- debilitating, you know, uh, illness that's keeping them from being that way. But these, these, these homes, these care, nursing care facilities and retirement homes, they're, they're, they're such horrific stories. I mean, if you find one that's good, it's, it's very rare. All right, but all right, I got a real story for both of you right now. See, this this show tonight that took on a life of its own. You know, because you guys know that I'm an accountant, right? Yeah. And but I've been doing doing accounting now for over forty years, and so I have clients that go back to the eighties, and you know that are tax clients. And so I had this one little old woman uh, who I'd seen her, met her years ago in the 80s when she was, wasn't old, stayed in shape and everything. And uh, when we used to catch the BART train in the morning, that's when I used to work in San Francisco back in the early 80s. And she's always been my uh, accounting client uh, ever since then. And so subsequently she got married to this dude, and so he got to mess around with crack. And so she kicked him out of the house, and now he went to live in Mississippi. And so um, I helped her negotiate a settlement with Mitsubishi, the company that she used to work for, and they paid off her house, so she had her house free and clear. So she got a house here in Oakland. Now this woman is 80-something years old, and she, now she has dementia. And I would always go back to the executor of her estate, so I'm legally tried to make sure she's okay. And she says, when I die, you make sure that you bury me. You're going to bury me, right? I said, yes, 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 I'm going to bury you. And, uh, but she's really jacked up in the brain right now. And, uh, and I got a call from her neighbor a few days ago. 
you need to come see about it. You need to come see about it. So I went by there. Uh, her utilities are, are not cut off because she's too messed up in the brain to pay her bills. The water's cut off, and the PG&E is probably getting ready to go. Her phones are cut off, so you can't call her anymore. That's why the neighbor has got to call me now. And then in there in the living room where she sits on this, on this chair is doo-doo all on the chair. And the kitchen is standing water been sitting there for months. The floor is rotten from rolling over water. Doo-doo and pee all in the toilet. You know, the water is not even cut off. And I said, look, i got to pay these bills. i got to take them. No, 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 no. You don't have to pay anything. I don't have to pay my own bills. Here's what I had to do. Because I was getting frustrated as hell. And the neighbor had to come over. She wouldn't answer the door. So the neighbor had to come over and beat on the window so that she'd open up the door. And so what I had to do, I said, I need some water. I don't have any water. I got one bottle left. I don't have any water. What you got to drink? Oh, I got some juice in the fridge. Go get it. And so what I did was I snatched a pile of bills of bank statements and stuff and ran and threw them in my car because she wouldn't let me take them. And today, I had to literally call her to East Bay Mud and pay her water bill, $300-something. dollars. had to pay her phone bill, uh, $200, I think it was. So the water's back on. I talked to the neighbor today. The water's back on. And I got to get a phone cut off. But I talked to a friend of mine on Saturday who works for the welfare department. She said, I got a fiduciary responsibility. I got to turn her in. Because you are her guardian. And if I don't turn her in, that they can press charges against me for elderly yeah, abuse. Yeah, yeah, elderly abuse. Yeah, elderly abuse because you see what she's going through. Yeah. And so. I mean, this is going to be hard. I know what I got to do. I got to make the call to social service. They're probably going to call the police, and they're going to come in there, and they're going to force her out of her home and probably take her up here to John George, the mental institution. And here it is. I'm responsible for making all this type of stuff happen, but she can't stay there on her home. You, she comes to the store to the door with no shoes on. Her toenails look like a gargoyle's feet. Horrible. And so this is a situation where she's going to have to be institutionalized. Right. And and I got to make a call to have somebody removed from their house. It just kind of makes me feel like I'm dropping a dime or thinking on society, you know, like one of those stitches get stitches type thing, man. Well, you know, you're helping somebody out, man, when it's time, it's time. It's just, you know, you just want, you the chosen one to do that. That's all. It ain't nothing negative about it. She gonna, I mean, I'm sure uh, this is, man, some people walk those roads into what they're walking into, you know? Yeah, and the woman is living yeah. over there in squalor. It's just filth. And, you know, but I, I got to I gotta do it. I have yeah. To. The thing of it is you, you're doing it for her benefit because, I mean, she's suffering dementia. She doesn't know. 
she they're very belligerent. They want they don't want nothing to happen. You know, they don't want nothing. Nobody to touch their belongings or touch anything. That's right. Belongs, you know, they, they don't want they nobody to interfere with their life. They think they're, that's they're right. in the right frame of mind, and, and they're not. Oh, that's the other thing too. You mentioned that because she has a car, and the registration has expired, and her doctor because she keeps telling the doctor she wants to die, she wants to kill herself, and the doctor took her driver's license away, and so here she is driving this car around with no registration and no driver's license. And so why does she didn't get pulled over? And I keep telling her, her neighbor's telling her, you're going to jail if you get caught, and she don't want to hear. No, because she... she Again, that dementia has her going. She's not in the right frame of mind. So when you gonna so when you gonna um let her know come when they're gonna come get her tomorrow? Yeah, I'm gonna have to because it's, it's, it's on you. Because if it's on you, that's something serious. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're her accountant for all these years, are you? you you have power attorney over her state? I'm, uh, I set her up in a living trust, and I am the executor in the living trust. So I have, uh, you know. Wait, okay, wait, have she, you set up? Okay, you as executor, have you set up a, a, a bond through the court where the court uh, recognizes you as an executor? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, that's something you're going to need to do because someone could come in there and just, um, you know, try to boot you out of that position. You wouldn't well, need to go in there. You would need to prove that you've been the executor of her estate for all these years and um, you have been appointed as, well, she's got dementia now. It's going to be hard to. But the thing of it is you've been uh, over her estate all these years and the, and the courts can um, legally Legally, because right now legally, you're you're not her executor. She may have said you're my executor, but not legally because the courts would not recognize that. If if she was to die today, her estate would go into probate. All right. Okay. I need a I need a bond. So you you need to, yes, you need to you need to go into the courts and let them know. You know, you're you're an attorney. You you got that attorney frame of mind. Yeah. You'll need to go into the courts and let them know I, I, I'm, I'm, I've been the accountant for since this lady and and I've been the executor of a state and I need to um, get um, uh, a surety bond appointing me legally as her executor of this estate. Look, there's a little more, um, um, call it, um, phraseology and stuff you would have to, you would know because you would need, it would be better if you had a, a, an attorney who, a probate attorney. You know somebody is a probate attorney. But even the court even the court can um uh get get you a probate attorney which would be, you know, minimal, wouldn't be that much. And then you'd have to have you already know her assets. They need to know the assets. The assets is what sets the bond amount. And then with that bond amount from her estate, whatever, you know, savings or whatever account she have that bond has to be renewed every year or however many years the bond is set up. And a premium is paid, just like insurance. It's just like insurance. But mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's legally 
appointing you as executor over her estate until death. Yeah, all right. All right, I'll look into that uh, tomorrow because I got to call uh, a friend from the welfare department. I meant to call her today, but I've been busy getting her water and phone set uh, back on. Yeah. Yep. So, ladies all and gentlemen, right, well, yeah, 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 this is something politics. All right, all right. It's time for Father's We're going to end the show. Thank you all for calling in tonight. Uh, uh, you know, we're going to end it tonight. It's time for Father's Day. Lorenzo Ellis Murphy. Uh, we're going to, you know, we know what we do. We're going to yeah. end it right now. Thank you all very much. This is Tom Politics, T25CL.com. Tomorrow there's a show. Wednesday there's a show. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at 10 o'clock there's a show. I'm going to count down five, four, three, two, one. Compton Politics. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.